and a warm welcome to Smashing Secrets Feng Shui. We're your hosts. My name is Chloe. And I'm Joe, and we're a mother and daughter duo. This show is for all of those that are interested in Feng Shui, including those with no previous experience, but would like to learn how you can improve your life and your successes even more than you're doing already. That's right. This is the show for you because we're going to be breaking down the secrets of feng shui, making the principles much more accessible. This is so you can make your good luck better and make your bad luck smaller. And we're going to discuss how to do that with all the other interesting facts and features of feng shui and everything in between. I hope you enjoy listening. Hello, welcome back to our third episode. How are you, mother? Hello, my gorgeous girl. I'm very well. How are you? Yes, I'm very well. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, you're looking good. Thank you. Where's your tiara? Mom's looking around like a hawk right now. Okay, don't actually get it. Okay, never mind. It's actually at hand. Brilliant. Actually, to be honest, my head's too big now. It doesn't fit. What, it's too big now? <laughs> your head's with- grown in a week. <laughs> It's been a good week. Great. Good. Okay. Um, So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of feng shui. How do you feel about that today, mother? Well, to be honest, it's a big subject and I'm not sure if I'm the right one to approach it, but I'll do my best. I will try. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let me just go talk to my other mom. Be right back. No. Oh, I guess we're here today with you then. Okay, well, I'll do my best. Okay. I mean, in my eyes, it's very important and um, it's a shame that it's not everybody's importance because I think it'll make life a lot easier, if I'm honest. I mean, if if people could understand how important the environment is in terms of their health and their well-being and their ability to succeed then perhaps, you know, it may even make the school curriculum. But, yeah, I, th- I happen to be one of those that think that feng shui is incredibly important. I mean, what do you think? I think it is important. I, well, I, was, I could be biased because from the get-go I was born with you and you were... <laughs> Mothers you're tend quite, to do that. You're quite mm. interested in feng shui. So it's, for me, it's just... I know, but I mean, I was interested in lots of things, wasn't it? Feng shui was one of them. But I mean, I used to drag you around to all sorts of things. Do you remember the um, meditation centre? But you were about four years old. Do you remember? Um, you probably don't. But everybody in that class probably does because they were tutting and huffing and puffing like you wouldn't believe. And then you just sat there, crossed your legs, did the meditation, didn't say a word. And afterwards, everyone had their jaws on their knees. Yeah, that sounds pretty epic. I do remember the um, Japanese Shinto. You would drag me to that. It wasn't dragging. You were you loved it. Oh, <laughs> it really? was a pleasure. <laughs> I remember being a teenager and thinking, "Why am I going to this?" Because it's good for you. Why am I writing out Japanese? <laughs> because it's good for the universe. Soul. It's good soul. for the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the soul. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And to be honest, they were beautiful people with fantastic It was good. Do you know I what mean, I also let's 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 look at Shinto very briefly. I know it's not we're not supposed to do that, but Shinto is about worshipping nature. 
And yeah, so feng shui is working with nature. So if we're going to talk about how important feng shui is, we don't need to worship it. What we need to do is kind of work with it or alongside it or at least be in harmony with it. And then so many things will just flow and click and go into place. And it means straight away we're not at conflict with ourselves. We're not in conflict with the environment. We're not in conflict with our neighbour. There's all sorts of things that just suddenly become easier. And let's be honest, surely everybody wants an easier life. Yeah, surely. So I think feng shui is really important. Just quickly going back to the Shinto, do you remember how good their food was? Because <laughs> that's all I'm thinking of. I'm really sorry, but that is what I I'm mean. Of. They did it well. Do you know why? Because they made that food with love. They, they, honest to God, I know you're rolling your eyes. I can see you. That's what it's all about. I mean, it's energy. Love is energy. Where food is go, energy. Why can can't go? you mix the two together? Do you want to be eating food from somebody that really does not care about you or doesn't care about how it tastes? I mean, you know, or maybe you have a row with your boyfriend and you you stomp and go stomping into the kitchen and you make a food that's like you're angry and aggressive. That's going to go into the food and then you both sit down and eat it. Mm-hmm. Well, it goes further than that. It's like when you're pissed off and you make a pissed off meal and then even if it does turn out good when you eat it it's just like you're not enjoying well, it think of the tension in your stomach and the, and the mm. acid you know your emotions are energy mm. you'll create that uh, every time you're angry i mean everybody thinks anger is a bad thing it's not it's not anger is an emotion and the emotion is if you like chi it's power and if you use that chi in a very positive way, you can actually use it, it anger being an example, of actually being a powerful motivator for change. So instead of being angry at yourself and being destructive or angry at your partner and being destructive, use that anger as a, as a way of propelling yourself into an, a new pattern, a new way of looking at things, a new perspective, making yourself think, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to be better than that. And I'm going to do a better job next time. And in feng shui, and, and, and it's not just in feng shui, we can use it in, I mean, um, I mean, there's things like ho'oponopono. You know, they look at anger as a way of, of motivating the, the higher spirit, of connecting with the higher spirit because they they recognize that emotion as energy. And that's exactly the same in, in Taoism. All emotions carry a frequency of energy. And anger is associated with yang wood. Now, for somebody like myself, that can be a good thing. But for somebody like you, who've got yang metal as their self-element, it can be quite upsetting and not, not a positive thing at all. It's very conflicting, causes tension, which is why... I would recommend increasing the water element, which increases the ability to talk. Lucky for you, you've got me because you've got Yang Wood, Yang Metal, and me. So for you, doddle. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it when people are um, angry around me. It makes me feel like very. Um, it puts my shield up, and I just yeah. I well, can't be yeah. bothered to hang out. Yang with these Metal people. is about protection. Mm. So yeah, I understand that. Well, that was a lovely run. We're seven minutes in. 
<laughs> very nice. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> okay, where were we? How important is feng shui? Well, I know. I, I think th- we're talking about the Japanese ingredients of love. Oh, so that's your fault. You changed the yeah, pattern yes. there. Yeah. <laughs> well, so where I, are we? Okay, so if we're going to be talking about the podcast, we are talking about the importance of feng shui. So we, I think we're go- we're going to cover the preparation being in harmony with natural energies around you and being in control to get the maximum results. So let's start with preparation. We we came up with these subtitles, if you will, um, together. So in the importance of feng shui, how does preparation fall into that? Massively. I mean, let's be honest. Feng shui is based on um, analysis. So it sounds quite mathematical. It doesn't need to be precise. Yeah, okay, all right. There's a part of it that's very precise. But let's think about the preparation. So the preparation is to basically open your eyes and take stock of what's going on in the environment around you. Looking at um, preparing a floor plan to scale, you know, not just jotting out a rough idea of what you think things are but actually looking at things to scale putting it onto paper where the the doorway is the windows are the proportions of the room everything to scale because that's huge because that's where you're going to get accurate results i'm not saying you you won't get results if you don't have a floor pan i'm saying you're going to get better results more accurate results you're going to be in better control of what's happening if you do take the time to prepare and that means putting putting on paper finding out the age of the building now this is huge because i've done lots of research where people just say they shrug their shoulders and they say i haven't got a clue you know that's why i'm paying you so i go into google first but um, in the olden days I used to look at land registry and look at old maps I've got a huge stockpile of old maps from all over the country all particularly London but I mean all over I mean I haven't gone international with this because I'm praying to God that somebody international will know when their building was built <laughs> but yeah the UK is full of old buildings and I've had loads and loads of clients who really do not know when they're property was originally built and that's the blueprint that's the birth of a building just like we have natal charts buildings have natal charts the environment is always in is changing and going through it's evolving so if i can find out the date of the building the facing direction of the building then i can use the floor plan with an accurate flying star pattern of energy I can put that onto the floor plan and then straight away I can diagnose or become aware of the sectors that people are living in and how the energy points are affecting them. You look at the difference between a yin room, such as a bedroom or a storage room, to a yang room, such as a lounge or a kitchen, because they're going to generate different forms of energy and people spend different amounts of time in those rooms. So, yeah, preparation is key, definitely. Mm. So you look at the the history and then you have your own tools. Actually, actually, yeah, you're right. I didn't mention history, so you're good 
good to pick that up. History is paramount because then you've got an actual pattern. If you say, for example, you're looking at a commercial property, you've got a shop and it's um, maybe it's in a high street or it's um, a little independent shop. It could be in the sticks. It doesn't matter. What you need to do is look at the history. Not only are you looking at the floor plan and the facing direction, but if you can get your hands on the history, even better. And you can, on Zoopla, if you're thinking of residential, you can look on different websites and find out how often this property has been for sale. And if you've got a property, whether it's commercial or residential, that's changing hands every couple of years, then there's something there energetically which is causing people to feel disruptive. Because why else would they go to the trouble of of looking at that property, putting their hopes and dreams and desires in that property, only to get fed up and move on after a couple of years? There's got to be something there. So you look around the environment. If there's nothing obvious, there must be something in the flying stars. So you need to know what the flying stars are. You need to read the environment because there could be something. I mean, I'm quite happy to go into it. In landscape school, for example, we've got something called um, poison arrows. And poison arrows are basically where you've got something sharp directed at the main entrance of a building. So it's cutting the chi like a knife. What sort of, can you give me an example of something sharp? Yeah, yeah. So say, um, let's look at commercial. So say you've got a property on a high street. And you've got a shop, but the the there's always a changeover of staff, or the property is always um, changing industry, so people don't stick around. So look at the environment first of all. Check what's immediately opposite the shop. What's the first thing you see when you're standing with your back to the shop and you're looking outside? Now, there's a few things that cause poison arrows. One. Can I guess one? One, just one. Yeah, can I guess one? Is it um, if a if a road like a straight road is like opposite the house? Exactly. Well Uh done. Yeah. So if you've got a road exactly opposite your front door in a straight line, basically you've got an energy like just imagine in the olden days if that was a river. So you've got a lot of energy coming through, heading for your front door. That's sharp energy. It's too strong. It's too strong. You need something to diffuse it before it gets into your property. Or in, or, or if it's a commercial property, you need to slow the chi down. So if you've got a, a bit, a, it doesn't need to be a busy road, but if you've got a road directly opposite your front door, the chi is going to be too strong, too yang, too extreme. So we need to, as a feng shui consultant, I would look at ways of creating an open space if there's room or looking at ways, some way of calming the chi down, diffusing it and the chi to relax. So it could be a dip. I mean, Trump, I mean, love him or hate him, Trump uses feng shui and he's been very, yep, Trump Towers. All right, I'm not going to go into it because things could have changed, but he definitely had feng shui working where chi is encouraged to slow down before it gets into the building and that makes it useful. If it's too yang, too fast, too extreme, then things aren't going to go well. And let's be honest, love him or hate him, he's become very... Mm. um, Iconic. Well, yeah. 
for whatever reason, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to be political, but he's made himself very relevant, and that's nowadays that's important. So he's you know whatever, but whether that was all him or Feng Shui or whether it came up in his Barzi, let's not forget the Trinity of Luck. It's a combination of all three. It could have been right place at the right time. You're looking at your heaven's luck, your man luck, and your feng shui. If the importance of feng shui is if you get your feng shui energy back up to the optimum best, it takes the pressure off your man luck and it takes the pressure off your heaven's luck. But if you've got good heaven's luck, brilliant feng shui, you know as an individual you are more likely to make the right decision at the right time and have the right result. Mm. So despite all bad luck around you, your chart saying, oh, this is bad, this is bad. If your feng shui is good and you've got the right head screwed on your shoulders, you will make the right decision. And it doesn't matter what your horoscope says, you're going to do it right. You're going to make results. You're going to be fine. Mm. Words of wisdom. (laughs) And a glass of wine. And a glass of wine, yep. So let's... Think back at the pointy outside the dory thing. Okay, so other forms of um, sharp energy or poison arrows. So, um, so it depends on proportion. So there's no point getting upset if the road opposite or or another form of feng shui is say a sh- like a sharp line, like a telegraph pole or a lamp lamp post or. Uh, yeah, I see you looking out the window. <laughs> I live on I've a high checked. street. Yeah. I've checked. Oh, you've che- <laughs> of course. I'm your yeah. mom. I do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, so for the listener, I live on a high street and um, there can be a lot of stuff that's going on. So I'm like you, I'm sat here, I'm taking it all in. But I don't think there's any sharp energy. I mean, you would need to have a lamppost or a tree trunk or a telegraph pole. Yeah, because imagine a tree trunk. If you've it's it's slender, it's straight. But if it's immediately opposite your front door, and I'm talking about proportion, I'm not talking about two miles away. If it's at a position where it's directly opposite your main entrance, then chi is going to be halved because it's going to go around the obstacle. So whether that obstacle's a lamppost or a telegraph pole or a tree trunk, it doesn't matter. It's it's something solid. It's made of matter. It it doesn't matter too much about the construction of it, whether it's concrete or organic. The fact is it's a solid structure. It's always there. Every time you open the front door, it's always there. And every time you close the door, it's always there. So depending on the size and proportion depends on the effect of the sharp energy. So ideally, if if we had the ability to create the front, or say we're moving house and we want to look for a property that doesn't have a poison arrow, my greatest recommendation is to go, first of all, to landscape feng shui. And landscape says, look for the area of the phoenix. So we look for an open space. Now, old school feng shui says um, there's a poem in Chinese, and I wish I could tell you in Chinese, but I can't. But basically, Give it a go. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, it says that the energy of the earth is dispersed by the boundary of water. 
And um, Joey Yap, one of my favorite teachers, also tells us that if you're in a mountainous area, so say you're in an area where there's lots of... um, Like whales. Yeah, whales. Or I was thinking of of actually San Francisco because I'm international, whereas you're not. And uh, (laughs) just came to me, sorry. No slight intended. The spice, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Carry on. Sorry, darling, you can edit that out. But yeah, um, I was thinking of San Francisco. You've got lots of landscape um, highs and lows. So the benefit of that area is where you find space, a flat space. But if you're in a in an area where there's lots of flat space, then you need to put the closer you are to a mountain, the better. And this comes under something known as flying stars. So you've got mountain stars and water stars. So depending on the area, the environment depends on the benefit of the mountain stars and the water stars. So if you live in a flat area, your benefit energy, your benevolent energy is in the shape of a mountain or or an incline. But if you're in a very mountainous area, you want to look for an open space because that's where the chi can gather and collect. I mean, it sounds confusing. I apologise for that. I didn't mean to throw spice either. I feel really bad. Lol. <laughs> no, it's funny. Don't worry about that. What you're talking about, the mountains, that's exactly about being in harmony with natural energies around you, isn't it? Mm. Can you give me another example of that? Yeah. So say you've got somebody's chart that is, well, let's think now. So say, I mean, look at your chart. So your chart, you've got lots of metal, lots of earth. Somebody with a metal energy, strong metal such as yourself, would benefit from being near the coast. But you can live comfortably with a more countryside environment, which is good for you. It's good for your prosperity. But also the city is good for you for connections, for industry, for relationships. So depending on someone's chart depends on whether or not or how they can be in harmony with the environment. So I would look at somebody's chart as an individual and recommend not only the feng shui of their environment, but how we can improve their environment. So say for you, you would benefit from a water energy. So I would strongly recommend looking at the north sector of your home and whether or not we could use the water energy as an actual force, such as you having uh, maybe an internal water fountain or using symbolic feng shui with an image or just seeing what's in the north sector of your home. What about having a bath? Job done. (laughs) <laughs> because no, I love having a bath. Well, but yeah, basically, you're you're now you're now using the water element as an individual. You're not you're using it in your man luck. Environmentally, oh, it I is see. it is in your environment, but it's not a permanent, consistent environmental feature. It is just part of your interior that now and again you can fill up, and and at the same time you can remove it. But yeah, definitely. More buffs, the better, I say. (laughs) So 
We've looked at the preparation, how important that is to to use for your own feng shui. Uh, we've touched a little bit about being in harmony of natural energies around you. Yeah, I did waffle a bit. Apologies for that. Um, I, th- I think the basic thing it is being in harmony with your with the natural energies around you is essential for tapping into your feng shui naturally. I should have put that out there. Everybody's got different chart and everybody lives in a different environment. But if you can harmonise with your environment, then you're basically looking at increasing your good luck by 66%, by two thirds, because you're now joining forces. So instead of being opposing or conflicting with your environment, so somebody that doesn't, like I've got lots of water. So to be honest, living by the ocean is probably not a great idea for me. I'd be it'd be a too overwhelming but if i was in harmony with my na- my natural resources which i i try and do i as you know i live in the countryside i've got lots of trees so that's important to me and that makes me happy and i think most people do that instinctively but i think if you do make a conscious effort to to live your basi chart your man luck in harmony with your feng shui earth luck then you're two-thirds of the way ahead of those that are not living in that way. I mm. think that's the point I want to make. I suppose it's feng shui is important because you can use that at your disposal to sort of complete complete yourself and reek the benefits. Yeah. I mean, it can, the thing is, it's very versatile. So you can use it subconsciously without doing any effort, just by being in a in an environment that makes you happy. That in turn is going to make you a stronger, more confident person, healthier person, happier person. That in turn is going to make you more m- magnetic to other people that are on the same wavelength as you because you're a person oozing confidence because your environment's giving you support. It's also about feng shui can be also be used to specifically change things. So you can look at the energy around you, and if there's something in your life you'd like to change, you can actually change your feng shui first, and that makes the changes around you occur more naturally. So there's like a double thing going on there. That's the thing. That's why I love it so much because what's going on inside is reflected outside. And so if your environment is beautiful and harmonic, chances are you're going to be feeling pretty fantastic as well. And if you're in a living in an environment which is aggressive or conflicting or hostile in any way, the chances are you're going to be feeling it at some point around you or within you. You're going to be feeling something's not connecting. So you can change your environment to help heal yourself or remove yourself from that environment and take yourself to another environment where you can be left in peace and just sit by a a river or a tree or a mountain. I mean, if you're living in a city, I'm sure there is a park or somewhere you can sit that you can be private, even just an hour a day. I mean, ideally more, but if you can just spend even an hour a day in the, in the environment of something that makes you feel relaxed, makes you feel peaceful, makes you feel 
that the world's not against you, you're going to start your healing process because that is the power of the environment. You know, we're all connected. Trees breathe. You know, plants give. They give us oxygen, for starters. But just being around a natural environment can be very therapeutic. If, you're, if you've got lots and lots of wood energy, you'll probably prefer sitting by um, the ocean. a busy coffee. Yeah, an ocean or a busy coffee shop. It doesn't matter. The environment is still nurturing you. It's giving you information. You're analysing that. Every sense in your body, every sense is an- analysing information, converting that into chi. So put yourself in an environment that makes you feel good. Yeah, your instincts will lead you there as well. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, if people aren't sure, please let me help by just pinging me an email and I'll just say, you know, whether you should be better off at the ocean or better off at a river or better off in a city or by a wood. Everybody's different. Everybody's got different charts. But, um, yeah, your environment can help you. Well, that leads on nicely to our next segment, which is, I've got a date of birth for you, Mum. Please analyse it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Okay, bring it on. Well, this next date of birth I've got, and ladies and gents, if you are interested in giving us your date of birth, and even better, your time of birth, it's not essential, but it makes it even more spicier. Uh, well, I'm scared of using the word spice. That's a new word on me. But um, <laughs> if people can give me a time of birth, it does give me a big, big, big sort of um, leg up on accuracy. So if you are interested in being part of this, then you can connect us and send a message on our Instagram, which is at Smashing Secrets, or... You can shoot us an email, which is smashingsecrets at outlook.com. So this person was a lady, is a lady, and she is born on the 21st of January, 1994. That's the same year as me. Okay. Okay. She's also got her time of birth, which is 4.30 p.m. Oh, that's good. Fantastic. Can you just give me a minute while I look this up? Sure. So what are your findings? So thank you very much for providing me with that date and birth and time. I've managed to do a chart. Good. Took me a while. What's the verdict? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is a very gentle person with strong ideas. So first of all, looking at her year of birth, I've got double, I've got some harmony. Her heavenly stem of yin water combines with her earthly branch of the rooster. The rooster is a metal star and that's remembering the uh, constructive cycle of the elements. Metal, which is the rooster, yin metal, supports and produces the energy of water. So the fact that she's born in a water rooster year means that the energy of the water element is the most domineering. Now, even though she was born in 1994, and I know listeners that were born in 1994, such as yourself, will recognise that 1994 was not the year of yin water rooster. It was actually the year of yang wood dog. However, in 1994, 
the Chinese New Year was the 10th of February. And this young lady was born in January. So she will actually carry an energetic pattern of the previous year. And that year, 1993, be it she was born in January 1994, but the energy carried over, overlapping into that period. So she will carry strong elements of the yin water rooster, as of all those in 1993 were born with. But not only that, she was born during the month of the of January, which combines very strongly with the energy of the yin water rooster. So she was born during the month of the yin wood ox. So January 1994 was governed by the energies pattern of yin wood over the ox during year of yin water over the rooster. Now, the ox and the rooster are very compatible, highly compatible, extremely compatible, and the combined efforts increase the metal element. Now, because this person was born during the day of yin fire, during the day of the goat, this this lady would actually benefit from support. So she's got a lot of energy going out in business and expenses and lots of energy going out. She's pushing energy out all the time. So in terms of the environment, it is really important that she is in an environment that is bright, so adequate lighting. She's in a bright area where she's got natural light coming in, lots of windows, or that she has lots of adequate lighting if she's within her working environment. She also would benefit massively, hugely, by being in a place or within a space, I should say, that's got organic material. Let her spend time in the forest or in a field or in a natural environment, in a landscape where there's plenty of green, lots of... If she can, if for more spiritual guidance, I think she'd really benefit from tapping into the energy of yin wood rather than yang wood, but both will help her, both will balance her because she's got a lot of energy that's to do with metal and um, water and earth, and she's very sensitive. She's a sensitive soul, so she would benefit from a balance that's to do with the wood element, the fire element, and I think also the water element. That would, but not too much. Too much would be too overpowering. Looking at her chart, I can see that her current luck pillar is Yang Earth over the energy of the dragon. The dragon combines very well with the energy of the rooster. Their combined efforts increase the metal element, which for her is to do with wealth and prosperity. So she's in good luck for money. But boy, is she working hard. I'm sure she's working her socks off. And I really think it would be beneficial for her to share some of that burden or to at least have an outlet so that she's got time to spend with friends and family, people, because she's a fire sign. Fire people love love to love. Their, Their energy is all about giving light, giving warmth. And if their energies just focus on work and prosperity, they're going to suffer. 
So she really needs to be in an environment with the people that love her. She loves them. Lots of joy, lots of laughter, silliness, giggles, but also tap into the environmental energy, the feng shui. Tap into the wood energy. So that's in the east. This year we've got, um, in 2021, we've got a difficult star located hovering in the southeast. So tap into east energy. Really good for romance, really good for growth, diversity, expansion, creative energy, colours, you know, it, it, use it how you like, but tap into the east. So sit with your back against the east or you can face the east. Both work. If you're tapping into the east with your back to the east, that's going to have more um, effect on your relationships. But if you face the east, you're going to tap into a more creative money luck. So you'll find um, your money growing in unusual ways. But honestly, contact contact us and I'll be happy to explain further. Is there any directions that she would not benefit having faced or not faced? Like I'm just thinking where her desk could be, for instance. Is there a particular direction that's not good for work? Well, yeah, probably. But I'd really like, before I go wading in, I think I would like to see a floor plan and get the age of the building to find out what the flying stars are. But I think, to be honest, if she's if she's struggling or if she's if she's flying high and everything's working well don't change it carry on but if there's if she's not resting or recuperating or if she's feeling really stressed or tense then yeah i would suggest that she spends more time in the east more time in the south sets her desk up in these areas don't worry about the the money direction 2021 is in the west so sitting with the back to the west direction will enable you to tap into wealth and prosperity. But this girl doesn't need to do that. Her money luck is already very strong. What she needs is support. She needs resources. She needs she needs she needs some support. So she's got earth which does which is good for business. So I see changes in business this year. I see things coming to fruition in uh, or Endings and beginnings in May. I see new beginnings in June, but there's also um, big shifts in August for her. So there's a lot going on this year. So what she really needs to do is to to give herself some space to breathe. And I think if she were to do that in a natural environment, she would quickly recharge her batteries. If we're looking at environmental help, such as feng shui help, I would look at the south sector of her home and the east sector of her home. I would also see what's going on in the southeast. Just because we've got a difficult star this year, I'd make sure that it's pacified. If I could, I would create some... Um, Actually, I think the East would make a big difference. She's got a clash between the, the goat and the ox, and this is year of the ox, so that clash is going to become a little bit more apparent. So a way to diffuse that is to concentrate on the East sector and to spend time there, so to set her desk up so that she's either in the East sector of her home or that her back is to the East direction while she's working at her, her desk. Brilliant. But obviously, if she wants, I, I'd much prefer to do a proper 
reading for her, I think that would be more beneficial. But for this purposes, I think she's got a busy year. I think she'll make some money, but I think she would benefit from some support, definitely. Well, hopefully when in she's terms She's got of, a lot going on. Busy, busy, busy. Well, hopefully in terms of lockdown, things are going to be opening up again. So yeah. the support from friends and family will actually be a lot more accepted and enabled. So that's something to look forward to, not for just for her, for everybody. And she's a very wise, Chloe. She's, but looking at her luck pillar, she is in good luck. So there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just that she's she might feel overwhelmed at times because it looks to me that she's got a lot going on. But what's going on is prosperous. It's not bad at all. Well, that's a very good note to end on. Lovely, <laughs> good. lovely listener. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Chloe. That, honestly, you're amazing. I couldn't do it without you. Well, if, if you didn't exist, Mum, I wouldn't exist either. That's very true. That's biology. Yeah. It is biology. so once again ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us ramble on i hope you've enjoyed every minute of it apologies if i did ramble on is there anything else you want to add mom no i don't think so okay (laughs) this is the part where i actually start talking If you are interested in what we're up to, uh, we have got an Instagram. It's at Smashing Secrets. Feel free to follow us and look at some lovely botanical photos I'm uploading. If you're not on social media, feel free to shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is smashingsecrets at outlook.com. Once again, your support is awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And we can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you. We're here to help. Yes, we are. (laughs) Bye then. (laughs) 